May God add his blessing to the reading of the scripture this morning. And may the words from my mouth be what we all need to hear today. There's a teacher in Cleveland, Tennessee, who tells about reading one-on-one with a first-grade student who saw the words, thank you, for the first time, written on a sheet of paper. Hoping that the student would use some of her new reading skills, she gave gave her plenty of time to work out the words by herself, and after a few minutes, she decided to tell her that the first word was thank. And so she said, thank. And the little girl sat there and didn't say anything. A minute or so later, the teacher repeated, thank. And the little girl answered in her Tennessee accent, I am thanking, I am thanking. The little girl got thinking, confused with thanking, just because in parts of the South, they're both pronounced the same. Today, maybe we should thank, I mean, think about Thanksgiving. In 1955, Bob Hope was asked to star in a movie which was called The Seven Little Foys, F-O-Y-S. The movie was based on the real life of a vaudeville star by the name of Eddie Foy. When Foy's wife died unexpectedly, he took his seven kids with him on the road, and he included them in his act. And apparently the kids were awful, really terrible actors, but people came to see them, and they became, in spite of their not being so talented, they became pretty popular on the vaudeville circuit. Well, Bob Hope really wanted Jimmy Cagney to be in that movie too. But Cagney had just won an Oscar, and Bob Hope thought, eh, he's pretty, he's in a pretty, uh, he's pretty much on demand these days. He was, he's, he's more famous than I am, better known than I am at this point, and he'd probably never agree to a small part in a movie that wasn't even guaranteed to make a profit. But, Hope was pleasantly surprised when Cagney not only accepted that small role, but he insisted on doing it with no pay. And here's why. When Jimmy Cagney was a young actor just getting his start on Broadway, Eddie Foy, the man who this movie was about, would often take him home for a meal. And those free meals... Jimmy said, had kept him from starving in those days. He wanted to play a part in this movie to say thank you to the man who had helped him get a start. Whenever anybody does something kind for us, we have a need, most of us, to express our gratitude. Sometimes saying thank you doesn't seem like it's really quite enough. We feel like we need to do something to show our appreciation. There was an anesthesiologist who was an expert in helping women in labor. And one woman was so delighted with how well her delivery went that she said, I'm so happy about how well everything went that you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to name my son after you. What's your first name? And he said, Clarence. And she paused for a while and then she said, do you have a middle name? guess she didn't like that name. There was a grandmother 
who had all the grandkids over for Thanksgiving. And before dinner, she made a long speech about how thankful she was for all her extra special blessings, her four grandchildren. And then two seconds after she stopped speaking, pandemonium broke out. And the kids were yelling and grabbing for food and screaming and hitting each other and calling each other names and all the things that kids do. And Grandma just sat there. She closed her eyes. And then when she was asked what was the matter, she said, I'm just praying for a little patience to handle all these blessings. Whenever someone has done something nice for us, we want to find some way to say thanks. In 1994, right after the American troops were sent into the nation of Haiti, which was in dire need of help, a Marine corporal who was serving in Haiti, his name was James Applegate, was quoted as saying this, the hardest part of this mission is keeping the people from hugging me. Isn't that great? Ordinary Haitian people who needed help, received help from us, and then they needed some way of saying thank you. And that's why you and I celebrate Thanksgiving. We celebrate Thanksgiving to say to God, thank you. Thank you for all the blessings in my life. Thank you for all the good things, for all the things I need, and much, much more, for all the people in my life who love me and who I love. Now, does that mean that we're totally content and we've had a perfect year and everything's been wonderful, so we're giving thanks? Certainly not. For most of us, maybe for all of us, because of the pandemic, maybe we could all be included in this, it's been a difficult year, just like the last three have been. But that doesn't mean that we aren't thankful. I was reading about a lady named Jean who works for a very unique crisis hotline. She has developed a few skills that serve her well on this hotline. Quick thinking, a calm demeanor, a soothing voice, and a big dose of common sense. You see, Jean works on the Butterball Turkey Talk talk line. She says she takes care of calls from frantic cooks who forgot to defrost the turkey, or they accidentally lock the turkey in the oven and set it on self-cleaning cycle and don't know what to do. All sorts of problems throughout November and December, she says. But she and her team answer every conceivable question about how to cook a holiday turkey perfectly. She said one caller had a very unique problem, the one that she remembers the most. It was a lady from Florida. She called to ask for some cooking advice. As she and Jean talked, the lady told her that her home had just recently been damaged very seriously by a hurricane. And as her husband was outside working to patch up the holes in the roof and her kids were clearing litter out of parts of the yard and trying to move things aside so that they were able to use their driveway and the road out in front of them again, she was trying to cook a turkey in this storm-damaged home in her kitchen. And she said that, Jean said that she was just amazed that this lady would still put forth the effort to, after all that her family had been through, to cook a holiday meal for her family. She said, but of course I would. We will celebrate Thanksgiving in my house. 
because we still have much to be thankful for. Hey, they're not alone, are they? Many of us have been beaten up in the last year. In many ways, the past few years have been dark years. Should we give thanks only when the sun shines? Of course not. Life has not always treated us gently, but even so, to God we say thanks. In fact, some of us have learned, I think, that during the storms of life, that's when we learn that God has been the most real to us during those hard times, during those difficulties. In the book called Tell Me All About It, the author tells about a contest which he calls I Owe You One. And what he did was he asked people, who gave you such great advice that it changed your life? And he said he received hundreds of touching letters, readers nominating relatives, co-workers, friends, mentors. A woman talked about a man that she met on a train on her way home from work one night who advised her to dust off her dreams and to quit wallowing in self-pity and to go forward in her life. Those words stuck with her, and in the months that followed, she went back to school, finished her degree, and got a good job. There was a woman whose ex-boyfriend helped her cope with the after-effects of child abuse, and she wrote, we're no longer boyfriend and girlfriend, but maybe his purpose in my life was to get me over this and to give me courage. And then there was Claire. Claire nominated an author named Studs Terkel, a man who has made a career of speaking up for those whose lives have taken a bump or two. Claire told about the day that she lost her secretarial job, didn't know what she was going to do, and in tears, she was walking across a bridge over the Chicago River, and there she encountered Studs Terkel. Didn't know who he was at the time. And he said, why the tears, kid? And she told him, her story, and he said, do you like theater? He said, she said, yeah, I, I do. He said, well, I can't give you a job, but I'll leave a couple of tickets for a show I'm in at the Goodman. Bring a friend with you and get a laugh or two, and things will brighten up for you. That happened years ago, and things did work out okay for Claire. Her encounter with studs that day gave her a new motto. No matter how bad life seems, there's always the theater. Ever since, she said, she has passed Studs' advice and given a free ticket whenever she could to people she meets who are facing hard times. It's amazing how often a low time in our life can also be a time of growth, a grow moment. We think it's the worst thing that could possibly happen to us when it happens. We think we're going to die, but we don't. We hang in there. We make it. We fight the good fight. And we look back and we realize later 
that it was really a turning point in our life, a turning point that made us what we are today. It doesn't always happen that way, of course, but it is more likely to happen if along the way we hold on tightly to our faith in God. Faith helps us get through the floodwaters until our feet hit solid ground once again. Look at our reading. Jesus says, look at the birds of the air. They don't sow, they don't work. They don't gather into barns, and yet God feeds them, provides for them. Aren't you worth a whole lot more than a bird? Does that mean that birds have no concerns in life? Well, not at all. I don't know if birds have the ability to worry, but because it takes a reasonable amount of intelligence to worry, but if they did, they have to worry about some things, some things like jet engines and oil slicks and plate glass windows. You ever see that commercial? The plate glass window? Other things too, predators. They all have, th- they have things to, that they could worry about if, if they have that ability. But they are taken care of by God just as we are today. The truth is, God has created a bountiful world. God is involved in that world. God sees even the smallest sparrow fall from the sky. And we are worth so much more than that sparrow. We are the crown jewel of God's creation. Jesus assures us that God will always meet our needs. We are never beyond God's love and God's care. And we, as a church, are a part of what God says he'll do. We are a part of the, the means by which God will provide a holiday meal for some people who might not otherwise have it, for an example. And we feed people all year long at the homeless shelter as well as the food pantry. We're never beyond God's love. We're never beyond God's care. And we're always a part of it too. Maybe you've seen this list of blessings that circulate this time of year. I like this. It says, I am thankful for my teenager who's complaining about doing dishes because that means she's at home and not on the streets. I am thankful for the taxes I pay because that means I am employed. I am thankful for the mess I have to clean up after a gathering at my home because it means that I have been surrounded by family or friends. I am thankful for the clothes that fit a little bit snug because it means I have had enough to eat. I am thankful for my shadow that watches me as I work outside because it means I've been out in the sunshine. I am thankful for a lawn that needs mowing, windows that need cleaning, gutters that need fixing because it means I have a home. I am thankful for all the people I hear complaining about the government because it means that we have freedom of speech. I am thankful for the parking spot that I find at the far end of the parking lot because it means I am capable of walking 
and that I have been blessed with transportation. I am thankful for my big heating bill because it means that I'm warm. I'm thankful for the lady behind me in church who sings off key because it means I can hear. I am thankful for the pile of laundry because it means we have clothes to wear. I am thankful for weariness and aching muscles at the end of the day because it means I've been doing something, often productive. I am thankful for the alarm that goes off early in the morning because it means I'm alive. Folks, I live that one. I've trained myself. When my alarm goes off in the morning, my first thought every morning is, thank you, God. My alarm went off. You've given me another day. And finally, I am thankful for Jesus who taught us that we have a loving Heavenly Father who knows our every need and will see us through every hour, the happy ones as well as the dark ones. In his name, we offer thanks. Think on these things as you enjoy your Thanksgiving holiday this week. Amen.